You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for January 28, 2023, Saturday reading of the Arapahoe County News. My name is Pablo. Today, we will be reading the following main articles. Pay to Play. Families still willing to foot the bill for youth sports as cost of competition rises by Courtney Oaks. Free preschool? Statewide applications are up and running. Here's how to apply by Ann Shimke. Colorado mental health emergency has brought relief, puppies, and I matter by Ann Shimke. Statewide school enrollment continues decline. Aurora data mixed. By Yesenia Robles. Pay to play. Families still willing to foot the bill for youth sports as cost of competition rises. By Courtney Oaks. Sentinel Sports Editor. January 25th, 2023. Inflation has tilted the playing field for many in life, but the ripple effect is also felt on the actual field. Having kids in youth sports is a way of life for so many families in Aurora and around the country, which makes the consistent rise in prices for things such as eggs, gas, utilities, and everyday staples put extra strain on budgets. A youth sports industry that generated around $20 billion nationwide prior to the coronavirus pandemic, according to a survey cited in a recent story by the Associated Press, is at stake. As with everything else coming at greater expense, it has forced real examination of its value and practicality to those involved. Real economic decisions must be made. But many families find so much value in athletics and competition that they would only get out of it as a last resort. For some, sports is what the family revolves around and enjoys most, while for others, it is the life lessons, work ethic, or the ancillary benefits of being part of a team and learning how to handle success and failure that make it a crucial part of development. And for still others, it is something that is vital in keeping their children away from the snares of idle time that catch many young people. The motivations and paths for each family are all different, and the formula has many variables, which make the monetary threshold for each family, as long as they have the resources, adjustable. Sometimes the goalposts must be moved, The older generation never had to pay so much for sports, nor did so many opportunities exist previously, so it gives them pause when they get the bills for what it could cost these days. Many will do whatever they must. Quote, I had a very modest childhood compared to what kids have these days, and it's just astronomical how much these experiences can be. Unquote said Pam Daly, whose daughter, Paige, is a senior on the girls' swim team at Aurora's Granville High School and has earned a Division I scholarship in her sport. 
but when your kid is living their dream, you find a way to do it. Unquote, she added. So many things add up quickly. According to a recent story from the Associated Press, in a study conducted before inflation entered the equation in the past year, American families on average spent around $700 per year for their kids' sports. The majority of these things were for equipment as well as travel related to those respective sports. Those numbers have been blown out of the water currently, however, as the annual inflation rate for the 12 months ending last September was 8.2%. Quote, Costs of uniforms and equipment, along with facility rental, are shooting up. All products of the onslaught of supply chain issues, hard to find staff, lack of coaches, and rising gas and travel costs that were exacerbated or sometimes caused by the COVID-19 pandemic that disrupted and sometimes canceled seasons altogether, unquote, the AP wrote. The story also quoted a study published by the Aspen Institute, an organization that issues an annual state-of-play analysis of national trends in youth sports for children ages 6 to 18 that said on average across all sports, parents spent more on travel, an average of $196 per child per sport than any other facet of sports. With the prices of airline tickets and hotel rooms skyrocketing, those numbers have likely grown as the calendar flipped to 2023. Not every family has a child or children who travel for athletics, but it is a very real part of the equation for many and often can force tough decisions. Also in play in the overall picture is specialized equipment, some of which has to be custom made for individual athletes, personal coaching, fitness training, team or club fees, and the cost of potential injury. All those things add to a bottom line that is already hefty in terms of providing basic needs for kids and teenagers. And there is certainly no guarantee that the hard work and expense will pay off in a scholarship or anything more than just activity and life lessons. Yet, that still makes it worthwhile for many. Here are the stories of some families of youth and prep athletes from Aurora and how they have handled the ever-changing costs of their respective sports. It can start young. Most parents try to be discerning and pick the right time to invest when their children show a dedication to a sport that goes beyond fun. Sometimes it comes early, like for the Clark family whose daughter, Haley, is a member of the girls' golf team at Cherokee Trail High School. Quote, When she was nine, Haley made the U.S. Kids World Championship Tournament at Pinehurst, so we knew she was pretty good. Unquote, Silco Clark said. Athletics have played a major role in the family, as Silco's husband, Chris, a Gateway High School graduate, played at various levels of minor league baseball for more than a decade. An older son played football at Cherokee Trail and a younger one that has just entered the expensive world of youth hockey. 
Haley, meanwhile, started hitting balls at the range when she was three and began to compete at six after she had tried other sports. The Clarks began to pay for travel tournaments, though most of her play is in Colorado. The entry fees are around $150 for a one-day tournament and nearly $300 for two. Then there is equipment, which in golf can be a prohibitive cost. Kids are especially challenging given that growth requires different clubs, and for Haley, some must be custom-made as she is left-handed. Silka estimates Haley has, quote, like $2,000 worth of clubs in her bag right now, unquote, but she is thankful that her daughter's growth has slowed and the clubs have lasted two years. Once in high school, the family paid the Cherry Creek School's $90 athletic fee plus about $500 for the season, which included her bag, uniform, and greens fees. Haley made the varsity team and helped the Cougars qualify for the Class 5A state tournament in 2022. Still, Silka estimates they are still, quote, in the lower middle class range as far as golf goes. Most of the kids she went to Worlds with have private swing coaches, and they are homeschooled so they can play more. We don't live on a golf course either, unquote. While her husband is hopeful that Haley will get a scholarship offer, Silka is focused on the other benefits. Quote, right now, she wants to play and as long as she wants to play, we'll keep supporting her, unquote, Silka said. Quote, I do think she's good enough to play in college at some level, but there may be a different path for her. The nice thing is she can play golf until she's 90, unquote. Ice Ice Family Denise and Ron Balatbat enjoyed going to hockey games when they were dating, and when they eventually got married and had a family, they thought it might be something their kids would enjoy. Little did they know. The Balatbats now have five boys, and all of them have been on the ice at one time or another. The three oldest have been members of the varsity team at Regis Jesuit High School, including current senior Cameron, while the two youngest have since turned to basketball. It began with inline hockey for their older boys, and once it reached the ice, the Balatbats became well acquainted with the costs associated with one of the most expensive sports for kids to play. So far, the price hasn't been too great to keep the family involved. Quote, hockey is such a great sport, unquote, Denise said. Quote, it has just always been something our family does. It's our bonding time, unquote. The reason for the expense in hockey is severalfold, beginning with the scarcity of the playing surface. No school has its own ice rink, so getting time to practice and play requires the use of public facilities, which don't come cheap and sometimes require inflexible hours of use. Fortunately, it is a team sport, so the cost is shared. The cost to play club hockey can run between $2,000 and $3,000 and can go up significantly at the higher levels as more ice time is required for practice and teams travel more as they seek top competition in other states. And then there's equipment. 
in high school, players typically receive only a uniform from their programs. After that, a quality pair of ice skates can run $800 or more. A lot of pads are required and sticks, which have evolved in terms of engineering and composition over the years to get tougher, usually range between $200 and $300, and they break way more often than anybody, especially those paying to replace them, would like. Quote, it hurts when you hear a stick break, unquote, Ron said. Quote, I've told our kids you don't have to buy the most expensive sticks. A couple of our sons had expensive sticks and weren't performing, so they used their backup sticks and then they were. I think it might be psychological, like the kids think, I need the Alex Ovechkin stick, but they really don't." Unquote. In America, hockey is also different from many sports in that a college scholarship is very, very rare. Some of the most talented players can go on to play at the junior level in Canada, but for the majority, the last time they hang up their skates for club or high school team is the last time they compete on the ice other than maybe an adult rec league. The end of Cameron's season, which is currently ongoing as he is part of a Regis Jesuit team that is ranked number three in the state, is likely to be the swan song for the family on the ice, but it has done so much for them. Quote, it has helped build their character for sure and it is big on life lessons, unquote, Denise said. Quote, they learn a lot of discipline and a lot of grit. They have to put in hard work at school to play on the team, so it is a motivation to do well at school and do well at home." Unquote. The Balatbats have discovered that AAU basketball is also costly, but courts are plentiful and shoes are much less expensive than skates, and there are no sticks to break. Diamond dreams can come at a luxury price. Luis Martinez enjoyed watching his daughter, Jalen, dance at a high level as a child. Clearly talented from a young age, she danced at the Denver Center for the Performing Arts and traveled across the country many times for competition in what Martinez called a, quote, gauntlet, unquote, both in terms of price, demand, and commitment. At the age of 11, Jalen tried summer softball, something near and dear to Luis's heart as a longtime player, coach, and instructor, and she fell in love. She traded in the dance shoes for cleats and eventually told her dad that her dream was to play the sport in college. As owner of 5280 Fast Pitch, which offers individual instruction, as well as an assistant coach with the Colorado Badbusters Brown 14A competitive team, Luis knew exactly the costly path that would require, but he was willing to help her travel along it. Quote, when a kid says they want to go to college and play the game, it's like, okay, here's what you have to do, unquote, Luis said. Quote, you start looking at high-level hitting coaches and strength and conditioning. Then they need to make their high school varsity team and play that season and competitive seasons where you incur a lot of travel expenses. Quote, 
pricing is definitely starting to play a role and high-level softball really is a luxury sport, unquote. Part of that reason is because softball is a sport that is played on a team level but requires a lot of work on individual skills outside the team to compete a high level. Working against Colorado softball players is the weather, which limits the playing window to 7 to 8 months, as it does with several other outdoor sports. While softball players in places like California, Florida, and Texas can play year-round, Colorado players often have to head to warmer places to play. Competitive softball teams typically run between $2,000 and $3,500 per season, with teams on the lower end playing most tournaments around Colorado and the higher-end teams going elsewhere, which also may require even more outlay for travel expenses. Bats, gloves, and cleats all cost in the hundreds for quality on top of that. Jalen went through the grind of club softball and also played four years on the varsity team at Cherokee Trail. At the end of it all, earned a scholarship to play at Chadron State, a quality Division II program. For Louise, the cost of helping her get there was never in question. He grew up poor in Commerce City, and the benefit of sports became deeply ingrained in him when considered against the alternative. Quote, sports saved my life. That's why I am such an advocate of it now. Unquote, he said. Quote, kids that have materialistic problems, they don't need to turn to sports. But kids from Commerce City, where I grew, it was sports or you were going to get in trouble. There are so many ways they help you to grow up. Unquote. By land and by water. Pam Daly has had vastly different athletic experiences with her daughters, Peyton and Paige, who both have gone through Grandview High School, but the family is all about commitment. The girls were allowed to try different things growing up, but if they started them, they had to finish them. So with that basic guideline, Pam didn't mind spending the necessary money when Peyton got heavily into cross-country and Paige became fully dedicated to swimming. Quote, it is all about commitment. When they are so serious about that and gaining self-confidence and drive from their achievements, that's when you support them most, especially when they are committed to doing more to improve and get better. Unquote. Pam said. Pam said the family was surprised when Peyton reached high school at the costs associated with participation. The Cherry Creek School's $90 athletic fee doesn't cover much, so there were extra expenses for quality equipment and training gear for her for three years. When Paige got into swimming, which came after her interest got piqued by watching a club practice of the Colorado Stars, whose successful alums include Olympic gold medalist Missy Franklin, the cost of joining a club also included two or three travel trips, a surprise to Pam, who said she didn't get on an airplane for the first time until she was 23 but still didn't deter the family. To 
save costs, Pam worked the internet for the savings on quality gear, including tech suits, which can cost as much as $800 and generally need to be replaced every year, and travel when necessary, and Paige has done her part by making sacrifices in other areas of her life so as not to strain the family budget any further. Quote, I had a German grandmother, so I'm frugal, and I am of the mind that you don't waste anything, unquote, Daly said. Paige has made the most of her own sacrifices and those of her family, as she earned a scholarship to swim at Division I UC Davis, which received her verbal commitment over the summer. Before she gets there, Paige will try to help her team shoot for a top 5 finish at the Class 5A Girls Swimming State meet in February and will make a run at a state championship in her specialty stroke, the 100-yard breaststroke. The goal on the pitch. For many families, the idea of their child or children earning a scholarship to play in college and have their secondary education paid for is tantalizing. Those opportunities are certainly possible, so Aurora has significant numbers of prep athletes who sign national letters of intent with schools ranging in size from massive Division I programs all the way down to some in NAIA, the smallest level of competition. The chase for a scholarship is the motivation for some, but Will Cropper, Regis Jesuit's longtime girls soccer coach and a teacher at the private high school, believes that families might actually sink more money into the pursuit of that hope than they might actually realize. Quote, the ironic thing is that if you put that money into a bank account instead of spending $1,000 every weekend for training or travel, kids could go to just about any college they want, unquote, Cropper said. Quote, for the lower-end college tuitions, that could 100% be true. I've known players that have gone to a number of development camps, and the cost of all those could rival some college tuitions. Unquote. Cropper is facing his own cost realization with two young sons currently playing youth soccer. His oldest son, Brody, is 11 and has been invited to play up on age group which has brought with it the Invitational to play in a variety of out-of-state tournaments. Each of those must be paid for individually, like a recent trip to Las Vegas, while next year his club expenses are likely to hit the $5,000 mark, which includes a portion for coaching and training and a portion to go towards travel. Cropper's other son is two years younger and could be on the same track, setting the family up for a costly future if they both continue to play. Cropper and his wife are having conversations about budget regularly, but for right now, they have made it work. Cropper said he has also entertained the idea of getting a summer job to help supplement the costs of athletics, and he is happy to do so. Quote, as long as it is still checking the right boxes, I'm in, unquote, he said. Quote, I think sports is an important part of their development in many ways. If you find the right coaches, 
team, and people for your kids to be around. It will help them find the best versions of themselves. Unquote. Affordable options exist. While some families can and will pursue the most competitive options for their children, the city of Aurora has some outstanding options for those looking to get their kids involved in new things or just to stay active in a way that won't break the bank. The city has a slew of opportunities for kids ages 3 to 18 in all seasons that range from t-ball, baseball, softball to basketball to soccer to tennis and racket sports, track and field, and volleyball that are all recreational in nature as opposed to competitive. It's a chance to explore a sport or multiple sports at a low cost, and Todd Stite Camp, the city's sports supervisor, said many families have their kids in Aurora Rec Leagues until they are 10 or 11 and then go seek more competitive alternatives if they so choose. Quote, we believe in equal playing time for all kids and we keep score in our games, but our end all philosophy is for the kids to have fun, unquote, said Steinkamp, who has been with the city for 25 years and is one of its three full-time sports programmers. Quote, Wins and losses are not a priority, so our goal is that kids who want to come back and play sports again whether it is with us or elsewhere, unquote, he added. Some families also stay with the Aurora programs specifically because of the financial advantages. The cost to play in a city rec league ranges from $62 to $170 depending on the length of the season. That figure, which Steinkamp said ranks among the most low cost in the metro area, takes care of securing officials, which is an escalating expense, and helping to replenish supplies for equipment, which athletes also have access to if they don't have their own. The City of Aurora programs can keep fees down chiefly because of several things, including the use of volunteer coaches who have to pass background checks and get training like all other coaches, as well as unique advantage in terms of facilities. The youth programs can not only use city facilities such as the Aurora Sports Park and various other multi-use fields around the city, but they have arrangements with Aurora Public Schools and Cherry Creek Schools to use their gymnasiums and indoor facilities as well. Quote, we have a huge inventory of our own fields as well as great partnerships with the school districts, which not many places have, unquote, Steinkamp said. Best of all, Steinkamp said that families can apply for the city's financial assistance program, which can lower fees based on household income, though he said that it is a very small percentage of those enrolled currently. While there are also community partners who fund scholarships for kids in summer sports camps, which Steinkamp said have grown quote, dramatically, unquote, in registration in the last two years. Free preschool? Statewide applications are up and running. Here's how to apply. By Ann Shimke, Chalkbeat, Colorado, 
January 24, 2023. Denver, the parent application for Colorado's new free preschool program opened at last week, a major milestone in the march toward the program's launch next summer. The program, funded in part by a voter-approved nicotine tax, will offer 10 to 15 hours a week of tuition-free preschool to four-year-olds statewide, with some eligible for 30 hours a week. In addition, some three-year-olds will be eligible for 10 hours a week. State officials expect about 30,000 children to opt into the Universal Preschool Program in its first year. That's about half the number that will be eligible. Here's what families need to know about the online preschool application. Who gets free preschool and what age do they have to be? Three groups of children qualify. Four-year-olds, some three-year-olds who need extra help, and a small number of five-year-olds who are too young for kindergarten. Let us explain. The new preschool program is designed for children in the year before they go to kindergarten. Children who turn four before the state's October 1st cutoff date. The state will pay for 15 hours a week of preschool for these students at no cost to parents. Some preschool providers may offer only 10 hours a week. For example, a school district that offers K-12 classes only 4 days a week. Some 4-year-olds will get 30 hours of free preschool a week, including those from lower-income families who speak a language besides English at home, are homeless, in foster care, or have disabilities. The new preschool program will also cover 10 hours a week of preschool for 3-year-olds in these same groups. What about 5-year-olds who aren't in kindergarten yet? Some 5-year-olds will qualify for preschool and some won't. Children who live in school districts with kindergarten cutoff dates before October 1st will qualify if they turn 5 after the district's cutoff date and before October 1st. For example, a child in a district where children must turn 5 by August 1st to attend kindergarten will qualify for free preschool if they turn 5 in September. The application may indicate these children are not eligible. State officials say families should contact the group coordinating universal preschool in their area if this happens. Search this county-by-county county list to find contact information for the right local group. Five-year-olds who could go to kindergarten but have been held out by their families, a practice often called redshirting, won't be able to get free preschool through the new state program. What do I need to fill out the application? Are there income requirements? Many families will need about 15 minutes and not much else. The application is offered in English, Spanish, and Arabic, and parents should be able to complete the application on a cell phone or computer. Families whose household income qualifies their four-year-olds for extra hours or allows them to enroll a three-year-old will need to upload documents that prove their income. Families that earn up to 270% of the federal poverty limit 
about $81,000 a year for a family of four fall into this category. If that describes you, this FAQ lays out which documents the state will accept for proof of household income. Families who qualify for three-year-old preschool or extra hours of four-year-old preschool for reasons other than income levels. Perhaps their child has a disability or is learning English, won't need to show proof of income. Check this FAQ for details about which documents the state will accept for proof of household income. How do I know how many hours my child will get? The online application system will tell you how many hours your child is eligible for after you enter a few pieces of information. There are four possibilities. Not eligible. Your child is too young, too old, or doesn't live in Colorado. 10 hours. If your child is 3 and meets one or more of the eligibility criteria. 15 hours. If your child is 4. 30 hours. If your child is 4 and meets one or more of the eligibility criteria. Can I pick my child's preschool? Yes. Families will be asked to pick up to five preschools they'd like their child to attend and will be able to rank their choices. Options include school-based preschools, church-based preschools, preschool programs inside child care centers, and state-licensed home-based preschools. Search and map functions are available to narrow down the choices you can look for the program your child already attends or explore new options. Children will be prioritized for a spot in a preschool if they're already enrolled there, if a sibling is enrolled there, or if a parent works there. There are some cases where preschool providers may not accept a preschool match made by the application system. For example, a school-based preschool might turn away a child who lives outside district boundaries or an employer-based preschool that mainly provides care to children of company employees may not enroll the child of a non-employee. During the application process, parents will see a blue banner indicating if selected preschools prioritize certain students. My child has a disability. What preschools can I pick? If your child has a special education plan, officially called an Individualized Education Program, or IEP, your child will be served in a preschool classroom run by your school district. That's because of the way special education laws are written. If your child doesn't have an IEP and you're worried about a developmental delay, Contact Child Find, the state's early intervention program for 3 to 5 year olds. My child is 3. What preschools can I pick? 3 year olds will mostly be served in preschool classrooms run by their school districts. Some 3 year olds may have non school options, but only if their district partners with private preschools. That's because of the way the state's preschool law is written. What if I don't see my child's provider on the list? Preschool providers don't have to participate in the state's universal preschool program, but more than 1,000 have chosen to and more are expected to sign up. 
State officials say if parents don't find the preschool they want listed in the application system, they should reach out to the preschool provider and encourage them to sign up. What if I need more hours than what my preschooler is eligible for? You can still pay for extra hours above and beyond what the state covers for free as long as the preschool offers more hours. You can also see if you qualify for financial help through other means, such as the state's child care subsidy program for low-income families called the Colorado Child Care Assistance Program. Do I need to fill out the application right away? You can, but you won't be shut out if you wait a couple days or weeks. It's not a first-come, first-served system. That said, families who fill out the application during the first application window will have more options and find out sooner which preschool they matched with. There will be at least two application windows. The first runs from January 17th to February 14th. Families will find out their match around March 17th. The state will decide the dates for the second application window once the first round closes. After the second window closes, state officials will decide whether to have a third window or move to first-come, first-served matching. What if I decide against the preschool my child was matched with? You can reject the preschool match the state makes for you, However, it's possible you'll have to resubmit your application. When does free preschool start in Colorado? Not until August or September, whenever the preschool program you matched with starts. Families will find out their matches sooner, but tuition coverage doesn't kick in until late summer. I have more questions. What should I do? You have three options. Check out the state's Universal Preschool Frequently Asked Questions page. Contact the local group that's coordinating the Universal Preschool program in your county or region. Here's a county-by-county -county list of all the groups. The state calls them Local Coordinating Organizations of LCOs with email addresses. Contact the state's help desk from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, excluding state holidays. The number is 303-866-5223 and the email is cdec underscore up k colorado at state.co.us. Do you have a question you don't see answered here or can't find the answer to elsewhere? Let us know at co.tips at chalkbeat.org and we'll do our best to find an answer. Anne Chimke is a senior reporter at Chalkbeat covering early childhood issues and early literacy. Contact Anne at achimke at chalkbeat.org. Colorado Mental Health Emergency has brought relief, puppies, and I matter. By Anne Shimke, Chalkbeat, Colorado, January 27, 2023. Denver. Roxana Alvarado Martinez, a high school sophomore, had told only close friends she was seeing a therapist to help her with anxiety and insomnia. 
but that changed this month in the civics classroom where she serves as a teacher's assistant. The teacher plucked slips of paper from the quote, Sol Inubis, unquote, sun and clouds box where students can anonymously share struggles or excitement. That day, as the discussion touched on depression, bullying, and suicide, Roxana spoke up. Quote, there is no shame, absolutely no shame in you having a therapist or me having a therapist, unquote, she told the class at Summit High School in Breckenridge. Quote, I could help you get connected if that's what you need, unquote. Roxana is part of a generation that has grappled with unprecedented mental health struggles over the last few years amid a pandemic that stoked stress, fear, and isolation for people young and old. She's also one of thousands of Colorado youth taking advantage of a growing number of programs that aim to make mental health support more accessible and affordable for young people. These programs include the state's, quote, I Matter, unquote, program, which provides six free telehealth or in-person counseling sessions to students in elementary through high school. So far, the program has served more than 5,600 students statewide. There are a variety of local programs, too. Roxana, 16, received a scholarship to cover the cost of therapy from Building Hope Summit County, a mental health nonprofit. The Aurora School District east of Denver began offering students six free counseling sessions a year ago, and the neighboring Cherry Creek District began offering eight to ten free sessions to middle and high schoolers in December. Both districts contract with Hazel Health a telehealth company based in San Francisco. It's hard to know if Colorado youth are getting all the help they need. During the first nine months of 2022, mental health-related visits to emergency departments in the Children's Hospital Colorado system were up 74% compared with the same period in 2019, according to a hospital spokeswoman. That's part of the reason why local and state leaders continue to push for easy access mental health support for children and teens before a full-blown crisis hits. Michelle Weinrob, Cherry Creek's chief health officer, said the district's free counseling program grew out of a mental health task force launched in early 2022. She recalled asking students at one meeting if they'd use free counseling sessions they could access on their phones after school or work. A couple of them were so excited they jumped out of their chairs, she said. Quote, they were like, yes, that's what we want, unquote, she said. Then the students started talking. Quote, we can't get an appointment unless we're in crisis. My friend tried to call and they're on a wait list for six months. My friend wanted to see this person that they knew somebody else was seeing, but it doesn't accept insurance. Unquote. Experts declare a mental health emergency. In May 2021, just over a year into the pandemic, Leaders at Children's Hospital Colorado sounded the alarm about the spike in serious mental health problems among children and teens, declaring a youth mental health, quote, state of emergency, unquote. They pleaded for more funding as well as efforts to reduce bureaucratic constraints in the youth mental health system. 
Six months later, the state launched iMatter. The program isn't meant to be the only, quote, front door, unquote, to counseling, but rather to serve as one low-barrier option for any young person who needs someone to talk to, said Charlotte Whitney of the state's Behavioral Health Administration, which runs iMatter. There's no requirement to be extremely anxious or depressed. Whitney said the model can help set kids up for improved mental health long-term, quote, because they know where to access services and they know the coping skills to get them through those really hard times, unquote. Students 12 and over can sign up for the therapy sessions by filling out a simple online form. Children under 12 can use the service but need a parent to do so. Whitney said generally students can get telehealth appointments within days. Occasionally, she said, students wait longer if they're looking for something specific. For example, an in-person appointment in a rural community or a therapist that specializes in transgender issues. In Aurora, about 230 students have been referred for counseling through the Free Hazel Health Program since the start of the school year. In Cherry Creek, when launched its program December 5th, about 200 students have been referred for help, often by their parents. Officials in both districts say there are no waiting lists for appointments. Puppy therapy helps students open up. Timothy Swanson, a social worker in Colorado Springs, is one of about 200 iMatter therapists statewide. He sees up to three students a week, mostly in person, through the program. Often, his clients open up first to his dog, Smoke, a gentle pit bull mix who accompanies him to the office. Quote, they just love him. They just grab him and start talking to him, unquote, said Swanson. Quote, it really helps these kids because a lot of times they come in, they're withdrawn, a little nervous, not sure what therapy's about, unquote. Swanson, 63, said many young clients, whether they've come through iMatter or other avenues, struggle with anxiety, anger, or depression. Sometimes it's because of pandemic-related disruptions at school, the trickle-down effect of parental stress, or cruel behavior from classmates. Some of his clients have been told by fellow students, quote, well, if you feel that way, why don't you just kill yourself, unquote. Quote, it's really damaging, unquote, Swanson said. Quote, I encourage them to talk to counselors, to me, to their parents, to teachers or whoever, to help them develop a support system, a healthy one where they can get good answers, unquote. As with other free therapy programs, iMatter aims to connect youth to continued counseling if they want or need it after the free sessions. Swanson said 30% to 40% of his iMatter clients continue seeing him after the first six sessions, paying through health insurance or other means. Weinrob of the Cherry Creek District said if needed, Hazel Health therapists work with students and families to connect them to a local therapist after the free telehealth sessions and the COVID-19 pandemic led to student burnout. Even before Roxana moved to the United States from Mexico at age 7, she was a top student. Her parents expected good grades and she delivered. 
but her classes got harder in middle school. Then, in seventh grade, the pandemic hit. Roxana, once surrounded by friends, found herself spending long days alone in her bedroom. Her father would say, quote, you have to come out and at least eat something, drink some water, unquote, Roxana said. Quote, I started getting to the point where I was drowning myself in all my work, unquote. She felt claustrophobic, exhausted, and worried about her mother, who worked as a nurse in Mexico. Eventually, Roxana tried counseling, but it didn't go well. She said the therapist told her, quote, It's only in your head. You're just pretending, unquote. By the middle of her freshman year in high school, her struggles spiraled. She was skipping classes and nearly failing courses for the first time in her life. She ended up in the hospital. Today, Roxana is doing better. She's seeing a therapist she relates to, one who is Latina and a native Spanish speaker like herself. And she's let go of her drive for perfect grades. She's also trying to tackle the stigma around seeking mental health help something she's felt as part of the Latino community. Quote, We have this big, big culture of what happens in our family stays in our family and you're not going to tell our family business around, unquote, she said. But Roxana knows there are other students like her at school, silently struggling with their painful realities. That's why she decided to say something during the recent civics class, stuttering a bit as she shared her story. Quote, if I don't speak out, other people won't either, unquote, she said. Anne Chimke is a senior reporter at Chalkbeat covering early childhood issues and early literacy. Contact Anne at achimke at chalkbeat.org. Colorado Crisis Line 1-844-493. 8255 or text TALK to 38255 National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline Dial 988 Statewide School Enrollment Continues Decline Aurora Data Mixed by Yesenia Robles Chalkbeat, Colorado January 26, 2023 Denver the number of Colorado public school students dropped this school year for the second time in the last three years. Aurora schools were a mixed picture. The first drop was in the fall of 2020, just after the pandemic had started. Last year, enrollment seemed to recover slightly, though it remained below pre-pandemic levels. This fall, Student enrollment again decreased to near 2020 levels, with a total of 883,264 students in preschool through 12th grade. In Aurora, enrollment decreased slightly in the Cherry Creek School District and increased in Aurora Public Schools. The state counted 52,948 students enrolled this school year in Cherry Creek a decrease of 610 students, or 1.14%. In Aurora Public Schools, 39,051 students were enrolled this school year, an increase of 600 students, or 1.56%. 
Previously, student enrollment had increased statewide for about three decades, according to a Colorado Department of Education press release. The Colorado Department of Education published enrollment data January 18th from the fall's official student counts. According to the state, the largest declines this time were in kindergarten and middle school grades. Year over year, kindergarten enrollment declined in October 2022 by 2,373 students, or by 3.8%. The number of full-day kindergarten students in 2020 was 58,371, compared with 61,989 in 2019 before the pandemic. Preschool enrollment did go up in 2022 and is closer to its pre-pandemic levels. Based on racial and ethnic breakdowns, white students had the largest change in raw numbers with a 7,673 student decline. Based on a percentage change, American Indian and Alaska Natives had the largest decrease with 4.7% fewer students than in fall 2021. Schools enrolled more students who qualify for free or reduced-price lunch, a measure of poverty, last fall compared with the fall of 2021, though the number is still lower than in 2019. But with lower overall statewide enrollment, the percentage of students living in poverty out of all students was roughly the same last fall, 39.9%, as it was in 2019. Families had to fill out forms this school year to qualify for free lunch. During the past two years, because of federal waivers, all students could eat school meals for free. Among individual districts, a similar pattern emerged where most had proportions of students qualifying for subsidized lunches going up from last year, but not quite reaching 2019 levels. However, a handful of districts had more students last fall qualifying for subsidized meals than they did in 2019. The proportion grew, for example, in District 49 to 34% from 32% pre-pandemic. In Jeffco, schools to 32.3% from 31%, and in Adams, 12 schools to 45.2% from 39%. The number of students identified as English language learners held steady from the past year, though it still represents a big decrease from students identified pre-pandemic. The overall enrollment decrease includes fewer students homeschooled and fewer students in online schools. A total of 8,674 students were counted as homeschooled in October, down from 10,502 in fall 2021. This year's homeschooled count now nears the 7,880 enrolled in 2019. In online schools, the state counted 30,799 students enrolled this year, 583 fewer than in 2021. Colorado only has limited data on private school enrollment. Enrollment dropped in more than half of the school districts in the state. The state also recorded more students in state detention centers.
Yesenia Robles is a reporter for Chalkbeat Colorado covering K-12 school districts and multilingual education. Contact Yesenia at yrobles at chalkbeat.org. Thank you for joining us for the Arapaho County News. My name is Pablo. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.